0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there and welcome to this, the spectacular episode number three hundred and thirty-two of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anotko.
1: And I'm Florence Ion. Hi, Andy.
0: This is going to be a spectacle. I intend for this to be a spectacle. I will be disappointed if we don't wind up with mm-hmm. the full just uh-huh. wrath yeah. of God. As much as in your Halloween
1: costume of a spectacle. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was a spectacle.
0: It was very tastefully done. I was not thrown out of the Metropolitan Opera even once. It was so.
1: extremely tasteful. I was actually at one point about to say, like, how dare he try to pass this off as a Halloween costume? But considering I knew the entire backstory of your Halloween prep, and then to see the execution, I mean, Andy, you looked really dapper.
0: I see like you, is, you? you gave you Thank gave you. dapper
1: to that character. So good on you.
0: We should back up. Thank you very much. So if you've been listening for the past like three or four weeks, I've been sort of teasing and hinting that I'm going that I was planning to attend the Metropolitan Opera on Halloween weekend in costume in cosplay. And this was something that I first thought of in as a joke like a year ago, because this has been a year and a half actually more like a year and eight months since I have been to New York City since I have been to the opera as a matter of fact what the last trip I made outside of my neighborhood before lockdown started was a a February late February trip to New York City I saw three operas in three days because of I'm a cheapskate, and they made lots and lots of offers for discount tickets around the full price tickets I paid. I mean, and why
1: not? You're in the area. You're there. <laughs> exactly. Who cares? Let's I, do it. I, I have yeah. a
0: butt. They they want to. They have seats, and they want to put butts in seats. Of which, again, mm-hmm. I have one. So we, it's mm-hmm. a match made in heaven. And so
1: let the record state that Andy's costume was not a byproduct of the mockery that the celebrities made at the Met this year. The one I'm. Thinking of, of course, the the other popular Halloween costume among children, which was the blacked out Kim Kardashian.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was like the other popular like kids slash teen costume that I saw going around the social media. Anyway, Andy's was way better. Continue, <laughs> Go on, trick-or-treating, Andy, kids. I now apologize. that you –
0: not only can you not see anything out of this black mask, but there's also literally not one single surface of you that is not in a matte black surface. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, – yeah, but so to, to not turn this into like Andy Anatko's costume podcast, which is coming up as soon as we get sponsorship, we're looking at uh, General Motors. They've got a new uh, line of brake pads that is desperate for advertising. So, yeah, I came up I – th- I was joking. Out. you know what? When I, oh God, when I when I come back to finally get to go to the go to the Met again, I, I should like go and go like as Boba Fett or something, and I because I have this jacket. That is like a novelty sort of thinkgeek.com jacket that's a cheap polyester jacket, but on by surfaces, by surface looks, it's just like a green jacket, the color of Boba Fett armor. And it has like uh, the Mandalorian family crest for Boba Fett, Boba Fett tastefully Let's embroidered see. somewhere. I'm
1: going to go to Andy's Instagram, by the way. Yes, we'll have I'll the Instagram link. In. I, did, I did post a
0: picture. Mm-hmm. And what happened, What it, it kind of morphed when I realized that my tickets uh, for uh, for the Met. We're going to be a Halloween weekend. It, You know, unfortunately, I don't know if you have this kind of like quirk in your mental operating system or uh, the, our, our listeners do. Sometimes an idea hits and you're like, ah, oh, damn it. Now I'm going to have to do that. Like, It's not even a choice. It's mm-hmm. like I'm just got unfortunately, my brain has already rewired itself to provide solutions to these problems. And so the and so I I was enjoying the puzzle of now obviously I'm not going to buy a suit of like Mandalorian Boba Fett armor and the helmet I'm not going to walk in like mm, that too much too yeah, heavy that, that would be too much you should I, I should I should mention though that that would not have necessarily been the most extra outfit that people have worn to the met there's a really great instagram uh, account called last night at the met i don't know if it's a professional right. photographer but it, someone who's associated with the met but the idea is that it is like someone with re- a really good camera who keeps an eye out for people who are dressed not to the nines but to the 99s and and celebrities sometimes but and some of the people are just they are just in full glorioso where it's just like, how did they fit into the seat? What and how? What is what would it be like to spend like uh, two hundred fifty dollars to get good orchestra seats and be seated behind someone in a full rhinestone headdress that goes up for three feet? That's kind of awkward, isn't it? Uh, so, but but I decided that I wanted to, to. What I was looking for was the sort of thing where if you don't have Boba Fett on your mind, you would see me walking past and think that okay, he's dressed a little bit. Differently than most people, but eh, you probably wouldn't even notice it. Whereas, if you do have the sort of lifestyle where Boba Fett is somewhere in the back of your mind in inventory, then you're like, "Oh my god, that son of a bitch is dressed in a Boba Fett costume! <laughs> that magnificent son of a bitch!" So the the challenge was to get this entire costume put together using 99 off the shelf clothes that would, in the end of uh, the the decisions were all about how do i quote and reference as much of the costume and the armor and the weapons as possible without like really going full halloween costume Uh, like earlier uh, so over the course of a month i was like ordering stuff and trying stuff and the my first real vision of it was a lot more involved than this one there was but when i got to two weeks beforehand where i was like confronting the fact that okay andy um I know that we started this with the the all hands meeting in the conference room which we decided that no idea is a bad idea that we're going to put everything on the whiteboard because we don't want we want a free and open discussion of ideas now we have to look forward to in 2 weeks time actually walking into the metropolitan to, to the metropolitan opera house dressed as Whatever we put together, so mm-hmm. perhaps the the knee pads that we were going to paint to look like the knee pads that Boba Fett was wearing, maybe we shouldn't be doing that, and maybe this, that, and the other. So I found that I could keep deleting, 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 oh, okay. and still get there. And so, as the only th- in the end, the only thing that was that I had that was weird was I felt as though I had to have like those signature, like the the at, at signature face plate of the helmet at least you know that the part where the, the, the eye the eye slot with the red right. on the top and the bottom because mm-hmm. i i did also have in inventory in part of my orders like a pair of like wraparound sunglasses with red frames and i tried them and i was like this will work this will do what it wants to do it will refer to that part of the costume and but in the end, I thought that's the one place where if I do this, instead of just making a pair of exact, like as close as possible replicas of what that looks like on the mask, I'm copping out. I may as well just like dress in this nice little nice little outfit. And that I will say, I will admit that uh, thank, thank you very much for complimenting me. I, before I went in, uh, I actually did a selfie in front of the, the opera house before, as when I picked up my my tickets earlier in the day, I didn't have the accessories that are making the look. And it it was a reminder of like the, the couple of days before where I put together, I did a, that, my last test fitting. And before I put on the accessories, I'm like... You know, I I actually like this outfit a lot. It's like it's actually I look very very nice, very put together. It's different Mm -hmm. without being Mm -hmm. like weird. And not that I have a problem with weird, but I but it you know this is a conservative sort of. uh, And like, do I really want to like quote ruin it unquote by wearing like the the wearing the analog for uh, Boba Fett's wrist blasters and wearing those wraparound sunglasses and. But again, I was committed. I I couldn't not do it. So yeah, it was, it was Halloween
1: weekend too. It was Halloween weekend too. So you exactly. had a complete pass and you did it so tastefully because yeah, you're right. You can't wear a Mandalorian outfit to the Met. Yeah. It, unless even you on the really extremely commit. Right. I mean,
0: there, there are also not only was it Halloween weekend, it was also the other realization was that there was both a mask and a vaccine mandate and like, well, if I I have to wear a mask, I can't not be wearing a mask. So this is a this is a maybe the only time that I will be able to like wear a mask as part of a costume without it looking why is that person wearing like, a cloth mask over the lower half of his face and it also this was the this the show I was seeing was Turandot, which is a, a it has no political like connections to it it's not there are a lot of operas even uh, particularly this season that have Real social relevance. The the first opera written by a an African American uh composer uh, that has has a uh, premiered at the Met was this was this year. I certainly would not have like undermined a serious production like that with anything at all weird. So I had had a really good time. Uh, I I wasn't there to attract attention. I wasn't there for people to stop me and say oh wow, wow, that's so cool. I wish you were you man. Can't get your picture taken with you. Blah, blah blah. This is this is something that a lot of Uh, people don't understand about like cosplay conventions. It really isn't about, Oh, I want attention. I want attention. Okay. Maybe it, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody, but it usually, the people I talk to, it isn't about that. It's more like, this is, this is something that I will enjoy doing. I will also enjoy the fact that I'm, I'm interjecting a little bit of weirdness (laughs) into this, into this space. Usually not the sort of weirdness that's disruptive. Uh, And, and I had a great time and on top of everything else, like, I now have, like, a jacket that – a blazer that I really, really like. That's that's one of the reasons why I did not put that Mandalorian patch on. The idea yeah, – my original idea was that it. I was going to sew it on. Yeah, I was like, that's – it's I really like this jacket. I don't want to ruin it by sewing this patch on there. So I'll, if I had to buy any clothes, it's all clothes I can just add to my wardrobe. So it was really great all around. And plus, get, getting off that specific topic, oh, my God, was it so cool to, like – not be within two miles of my house and to be like at a live performance yeah. someplace and again I, after
1: I, all these years and yeah. all this time and everything that's been going on and going to the met was such a it was such a treat it was a way that you would treat yourself you would sort like these are the trips that you took it's kind of reminds me of like i haven't been to la in a long time yeah. <laughs> and i'm feeling really so-called landlocked so i can <laughs> kind of understand the freedom that kind of felt and yeah. to also be wearing an outfit that you feel pretty cool about putting together exactly
0: i i, I feel as though i was giving this a sense of occasion i wasn't wearing mm-hmm. these, like board shorts and flip-flops with black socks i was i was dressing up nicely for my definition of nicely uh, and also it was it was just great to be back in new york city but I, but i have to say it was so interesting because uh maybe this has some maybe i'm influenced by the fact that i just upgraded like mac os uh my ipad os and my android os and like really big like updates all in the t- oh, same yeah. like 10 days but the after like my, my first like three or four hours in the city i thought wow this is this is like uh this is like i've just installed a major os update to new york city Where it's all familiar, but a lot of things, a lot of small things have changed. Some things that I expected to be somewhere are not there, or now are someplace else. Like like getting into the getting to the city, and during the pandemic, uh, the long, long project where they're switching the Amtrak station from Madison Square Penn Station underneath Madison Square Garden, really just a sad place to like get off a train. And be introduced into a new city. Mm. This is, they they tore down the magnificent Penn Station to make room for this Madison Square Garden. They said, "Oh, we'll throw the scum of the earth who are coming in via train underground." Oh, jeez! And so, <laughs> but at the 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 Penn Station, a uh, uh, hundred years ago, it had like a sister building across the street which is this big like Moynihan the the big uh, post office which they decided that we're going to turn this into the new train station so to emerge from the underground uh, where the train drops you off into not this like you know taxi driver (laughs) movie martin scorsese 1970s version of 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 new york city where it's all Mm. low ceilings and it's dark and it's grim it's fluorescent lighting too this immense open space where there's like nothing from between the ground and like 80 feet into the sky and it's all like skylight and beautiful like LED, colorful like LED art lighting and all kinds of little displays so I'm like wow this is not what I'm used to but I like what I like the changes that it's made I they they, they did like put the, that little that little uh, that little divot in the middle of the menu bar but I'm sure I'll get used to that so <laughs> A lot, a, lot, a lot of businesses didn't make it unfortunately but okay it was still good i know it was it was, know. it was just great to be back there and i did feel i i'm still not 100% comfortable in like returning to quote normal unquote life like i was no. i was i was comfortable coming back to the met because of the vaccine and mask mandate i wanted to see uh i want they they had they do these live streams to theaters like for people who, you know, for f- some reason can't fly out to New York City and see this thing live. There was a, again, that that opera that I, that new opera I mentioned just a minute ago, they did a live stream to theaters. I wasn't comfortable going into a movie theater to see it. Uh, and even so, I had to tell myself a few weeks ago that, okay, you would be safer if you didn't make this trip. But there was so much going on and so much upside to it. And plus, I've had my vaccinations. I'm going to, we wearing my mask all the time. It was okay. So I don't, nothing's yeah. gone back to normal, but it was nice to get this little refresher
1: of exactly <laughs> outside I'm the, bubble. the world. Exists. I'm glad you had it. I'm glad you had it. Your energy was felt through. Um, we just, we just went as Pokemon family for Halloween. <laughs> That's what we did over the weekend. Mona went trick or treating for the first time. <laughs> We've already eaten through most of her haul the adults that is <laughs> not her um it, you know it it all worked out for everybody in the end it was really nice so yes. i feel like it was a good i feel like the holiday you know it's not quite a post it's we're not in a post pandemic world right now we're in a post vaccine world <laughs> and i'm looking forward to the holidays with a post booster <laughs> <laughs> um i'm excited to hear that 5 to 11 year olds will you know They've got appointments opening up for them to get vaccinated. So it just feels, it was nice to have a holiday and just to, and it was an outdoor holiday too. Yeah. Which I think helped, you know, kids being outside and in the suburbs. It really helps to have neighbors who get into it with decorations and things. I think that really helps. So
0: So, you have have a good Halloween neighbor vibe?
1: Yeah, we went, we walked like a teeny, we had to walk down the big hill, which meant we had to walk back up it, (laughs) but that's okay because the hall made it worth it. So yeah, at one point I do have to I do have to share this. At one point and this is what I don't like about Halloween in the suburbs is there's always like one creepy person who just takes it like a little bit too far. <laughs> There was one house where they were they had placed mannequins so that one of them was stabbing the other, which was honestly very creative. Yes. I was like, wow, well, that's very creative. But no way, I was not gonna take Mona there. <laughs> and they were just having the Halloween music on loop. It was not, no, but there was there was this one person and they were walking around in a Mike Myers mask. I thought they were a chaperone for a group of kids. It turns out that they were just creeping in the court. Where we were trick or treating. <laughs> okay. I there's always like I, I encounter this every year in the suburbs. It I don't know what it is. Somebody needs to take it too far, <laughs> and I just there's there's children, you know. Yep. I and I, I don't want to sound like that parent, you know, that's trying to shield her kid from absolutely everything. But but there's a couple things that are just a little too scary. Yeah. Especially especially in America, which has <laughs> the track record that it does. Okay. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, so please don't walk around in a mask, scarily following people behind them closely.
0: Yeah. that That's, yeah. So read the room <laughs> is like is good this, advice. This isn't an life.
1: amateur, you know, uh, it isn't an amateur improv. We're not here to do horror improv. Okay. We're just, we're just trying to get the kids some candy. Yeah. All right.
0: You're, you're not you're not <laughs> you're not about to like uh, confront this uh, walk up to this person and say, "Wow, that is such a great costume and your commitment was so like uh, my kid must be like the eighth kid that I've seen that you came up to and now she's screaming and hollering terrified. That is you you did such a great job. No, it's going to be, "Okay, you're really being a jerk here." And that's I, you're probably going to yeah. Because at to one point you need to kind of like
1: go limp. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you need to limp yourself from the the character that you're trying to dig on. Yeah. So that's oh, my only beef yeah. with Halloween. There
0: used, be, there used to be people like that at, at uh, Comic Cons. That uh, back back in yes. the day when when people yes. were dressed up as Star Trek characters, the Klingons were people you'd have to steer clear of because again, they don't get that. You're not. You're if you were an actual Klingon in the Star Trek universe, you could be as big of an obnoxious, aggressive, loudmouth, insulting jerk as you want, and people would think, "Oh, well, that's just for someone in the Klingon Empire. That's how that's the culture they come from." And we have the ability to blow them up if as soon as they get back on their ship. However, when you're at Comic Con, you're just you're just uh, Josh Thompson. Uh, from Walpole, Massachusetts, mm. and you're just walking up to me and getting in my face when I just ask you, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're blocking this doorway. Can you? Can I get by here?" And I'm going to say, Josh, you need to dial it down because you, you, you might feel as though you have the warrior spirit, spirit, but what you probably have is a very, very soft midsection. And if <laughs> you get violent, if if if, if basically. <laughs> At some at some point, there's there's security around this building that's going to lift you up and carry you someplace and drop you someplace, and you're not going to enjoy that. And <sighs> that's that's all. Oh, well, I'll before we move on, though, I'll, I'll I will say though that I, I have to sh- I have to publicly shame someone, and it's okay to do this because I don't have her name. So I've, I I try I try to convey that they uh, the image you might have in m- in your mind of the audience and the, upper crustiness of the Metropolitan Opera audiences. Right. Like, just like what you saw, like, in the Marx Brothers or the Three Stooges or uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons, where it's all, oh, Margaret Dumont rattling my jewelry. Oh, look at that riffraff who has right. a, <laughs> a, a, a facial, he's, I can't believe he has f- facial hair, that, that nerd who writes for writes for a blog and podcast. When do they let them in there? I, why, he's... He, You know, if, if he's not waxing one of my yachts, I don't want to be anywhere near him. It's actually very ecumenical, very, very open seats are as cheap as 30 bucks, cheaper than any other live performance you can see in New York city. However, (laughs) there, there is still, I think some standard that, that, uh, that kind of surprises you sometimes. So uh, Turned out, there's a bit the the last act is really big and really really heavy and really really impressive this production that the metropolitan opera has had running for uh must be 30 years now was uh designed by uh by zeffirelli this you know this the italian director and it's big it's like as extra 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 as can possibly be it's like yeah, every the ounce sample the photos stage.
1: just show yeah. ostentatious costumes and just it's just like it looks like a a big production. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and we we will uh, we should say not even parenthetically that of course we're talking about a, an opera written in like the teens or 20s by a European <laughs> about what that European writer thinks Chinese culture is like reinterpreted okay. in the 1980s by an Italian's idea of what Italian staging and costumes look like. It is problematic with a capital P, but so let's definitely mention mm-hmm. that. But turn
1: to the Versace, Versace printer. I see. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. So, but but it's big, and, it's, and as as you mentioned, big, big fancy st- set. It's brilliant. It's the sort of set that the curtain raises on that act, and people <laughs> applaud the set, and that's not like mm-hmm. a joke. That's like, oh wow, oh, spectacular, wonderful. So somebody like t- ten or fifteen minutes before the ending in much much more expensive seats than mine mind you like these are like $300 $250 seats i'm in the like $99 seats way way in the back of the orchestra decides that you know it would be completely appropriate for me to take out my phone and start recording video
1: oh yes i saw your. <laughs> yeah
0: and like what what would you have done because i'm i'm trying not to let the this bright rectangle of color off the it's, it would be easy to to ignore it.
1: You don't want to know what I would have done because yeah. the thing is, I have gotten it. I, I I used to be a lot more aggressive when I was younger, and I didn't. I had a lot of misplaced anger, um, <laughs> but I I got into it once with somebody at Disneyland who decided that they were going to record the or yeah, they were going to take pictures of the World of Color, which is a water show with flash. <laughs> It was bad. I was really bad. Yeah. I had to be. My friends had to drag me away. They were so embarrassed. Never ask me what to do in this situation. yeah see, I am my uh, my problems that
0: <laughs> and yeah, that's like uh, okay. I, I see. I I try not to judge stuff like that because maybe okay. I, I tell myself maybe the camera is on automatic. Maybe he doesn't know the the, the the how to turn off the flash. Maybe he hasn't no has no clue. But like if I if I was sitting directly behind this woman. Like, I, I was immediately going, th- had five responses in my mind. And that, again, even sitting in the back with a, again, I'm not, obviously not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to storm down the aisle then across eight seats to confront her. But like, five ideas came to mind. I said, okay, well, we definitely should not be doing three of those because that would be, that would be, that would be provocative in the extreme. It would probably cause more of a disruption than this idiot with a phone. But, I do see myself, again, assuming that she was in, front, in the seat in front of me, meaning that you are now disrupting my enjoyment specifically. I would have leaned forward yes. and said something very quietly in her ear that was not violent, but very direct and very oh. aggressive.
1: I was going to say, you could also lean in and just add dialogue to her video and completely ruin the moment for her. So that when she yeah, goes see. to re listen, relive the moment, she will just have some person speaking their opinion. Because anyway, I was, yeah, yeah.
0: it's, it's, I guess that, that was probably the number, the second or third from the top of the things that I told myself that no, I don't want to do that because that again i'm making now lots of noise to making sure to make sure that i'm on the i'm, <sighs> I'm on the camera and i i'll close off by saying that uh and lots of live performances the mech included don't assume that just because you're in a darkened auditorium the people on stage can't see you and know exactly what you're doing because especially during in this in this scene that we're talking about because because Every inch of this huge stage is filled with performers and and twinkly things and people like chasing ribbons around and all kinds of things. So the lights on the stage are immense, which means that like it's almost like it, it, like spotlights flooding out into the audience. So like I, I have a couple of friends like in the chorus. And so, oh yeah, no, I, I we, we saw you. You were definitely you were like way in the back, like off to the left. Like, oh yeah, 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 that's great. So basically, everybody knows that you you got your phone snuck out. If you're picking your nose, they can see you doing that too. If you're, they and they and sometimes the people in the chorus, they've they've got like a good ten minutes before they have to sing again. So they're they are watching you and thinking things.
1: So why why do I want to go out into the world again? Because it <laughs> it just it just sounds like people ruin it. For-
0: yeah, yeah. Um, again it's it, it was it was a refresher course that there is a non zero percentage of the population who stink <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> who who were who are like raised like they they at at a very very young age they they were taken from like the hospital after they were born in like a wooden box and as they grew they were occasionally moved to larger and larger wooden boxes and perhaps this explains why they are incapable of understanding how one is to move, make their way through the world without being a jerk to other people. Uh, well, we will. Uh, we got some cool stuff to talk about, uh, including some Google-specific stories about like my trip to New York City. Um, I do have the Pixel Six Pro. I've had it for a couple of days, uh, but I'm not. We'll talk about it in a week or two. We talked about the Pixel yeah. Six a lot last week. Hopefully, and plus, I can get one too. Yeah, by we'll,
1: then and have a little bit of hands-on experience. Yeah.
0: It's worth it. It's it's pretty cool, but I would much rather talk about it after a couple of weeks. After after it's no longer feels new and it's had a chance to break my heart. Precisely. <laughs> um, oh, by by the way, I did get a, an email from Google uh, saying, "Hey, we know that a lot of people in the rush to order and to get our site to work didn't didn't add the Pixel Buds to their uh... Uh, to their cart to get them for free." <laughs> so I, I I got the email yesterday saying, "If you f- click on this link, we will let you like purchase. Here's wow. a ninety nine dollar coupon code for the Pixel Buds." And so wow. yes, so we've got. I'll 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 be look look forward to my review of how easy those are to lose compared to the uh, AirPods that I lost and the Sony earbuds of which <laughs> one I lost for a good year. Uh, but yes, so here's what we're actually talking about today. Uh, I while I was in New York, I got to visit the Google Store, the one and only World Wide Google Store that opened in June. Uh, very cool place still kind of puzzled by it but very very cool uh another story google is trying to get back into the pentagon and not just to get to the gift shop and get one of those cool coffee mugs you can only Mm. get at the gift shop of the pentagon i assume that there are five-sided coffee mugs i have never been to the gift shop of the pentagon however that is the sort of thing that i would hope to find in such a gift shop and i would buy it even though i don't drink coffee uh finally we learn once again that and here's here's again good life advice Sometimes when you're really, really mean to your employees and, like, you force them out of the company on horrible terms, it turns out that they get hired by the new Sometimes. antitrust regulator of the FTC who wants to really, really bring the hurt hammer on you. So maybe be nice to people before that happens. Sometimes. 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 It's, it's again, a non-zero risk, so keep that in mind if, you know… Anyway, so we'll get into all of that and maybe a little bit more after this message.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. Today's internet users expect a fast web experience. No matter how targeted your marketing content is or how sleek your website is, they'll bounce if a page is loading too slow. But with real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance affects your visitor's experience so you can take action before your business is impacted all for as low as $10 a month. Whether your visitors are dispersed around the world or across browsers, devices, and platforms, Pingdom helps you identify bottlenecks, troubleshoot performance, and make informed optimizations. Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it's built for scalability. This means you can monitor millions of page views, not just sample data, at an affordable price. Get live site performance visibility today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to Pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to buy, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and FM.
0: Well, I had a couple of goals for New York City. In addition to not getting banned for life from the Metropolitan Opera, Goal achieved. Thank you very much. But while I was there, I was only there for three days, but I definitely wanted to check out the Google store in Chelsea, Mm -hmm. uh, which boots
1: on the ground. Our own Andy Anaco. He got his boots. They were on the ground of the Google store. He went to (laughs) Chelsea. Did he get a boba? Did you get any boba while you were there? What is a boba? It's like a really great boba tea place at the oh, Chelsea Market. Got it. Yeah, I don't know. I see people tea. post about it on Instagram. I haven't been there in years, yeah. but I'm living vicariously through other people's social media during this pandemic. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, it says something about me that like the the Chelsea Market is one of like the really really big tourist places to go to, uh, yeah. and and it's it, right
1: there, like near the near the Google Store.
0: Actually, I mean, truly, right across the street. Uh, okay, like where you can yeah. see you can see the entrance like right from and I, i've been to mm-hmm. chelsea market a couple of times it's like a really it's like a indoor i don't even want to call it an indoor mall just like a really old building that's been converted to lots and lots and lots of little quirky little shops and cheese Pop-up shops and,
1: and lots of yummy places to eat that are constantly in and out and right. that's why it's and then you take a walk on the High Line, and there you go. There's a nice afternoon in New York City, everyone. Yes, it's
0: a, it's actually pretty cool. The High Line is the High line is free. You don't necessarily have. You can buy a takeout sandwich at Chelsea Market, and mm-hmm. it will still be go like eat a, it in
1: front of the train yard, which can be very fun actually if yeah. you like trains.
0: So it's there's also there's also a taco place. Like I don't know if it's inside Chelsea Market or whether it's just like. On the ground floor of the same building, with a separate entrance. A friend of mine introduced me to this place like three years ago, and I don't know why I didn't decide to go get tacos there while I was like at. I don't I, had had I been thinking clearly. It's like, do I want to go to the Google Store or do I want to get these these tacos? Again?
1: Well, you went to the Google Store instead. So I did. I, see, and at
0: least, well, <laughs> and I can't monetize the tacos, whereas I can talk about it on the show and 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 monetize right. the, the fair the, the enough. Google Store. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I didn't know what to expect because then uh, – <laughs> actually, I will not know. I'll say then as now. I'm not 100% sure why this store exists or what Google's goal I was going to ask you.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask.
0: It's, it's a worthwhile thing. Um, it's their –
1: Can I ask? Sorry. Before you go on, I need to ask. Please. Did it feel th- – I'm trying to get a feel for what it's like to be there in person. Did it feel like when you and I last time, and the only time you and I were together in the same room, was that Pixel 4 event? Did you feel like a similar air, a similar aesthetic, a similar design language like the situation that we were in at that Pixel 4 event? And I'm trying to understand if this is supposed to be like a manifestation of that, because that's yeah. what the Apple Store is. And so I'm trying to see if the Google Store evokes the same I'd, I'd have to say I'd in. have
0: to say no. It's I, I wish I had the mm-hmm. vocabulary to just it. It it really seemed very googly, and I'm not just talking about it had a Google logo way way up on the ceiling, and you see Google's like colors. Well, everywhere.
1: and we've been to Google HQ to on right. both. I'm assuming yeah. you've been here as well in California, and so I'm imagining. <laughs> yeah. When we when you say Google, I'm thinking, you know. being inside the office walls i'm I'm very curious and that's why i'm asking all these questions i I can't you know
0: i just wish i don't have the i don't have the sort of designed vocabulary to explain it it just gave off a very positive google sort of vibe i was expecting it to be as close to a knockoff of the apple store as a lot of knockoffs of the apple store i've been to
1: kind Um, of like how the microsoft store yeah exactly yeah, uh, it did. Sorry, Microsoft.
0: Yeah, they didn't bring anything new to the table. So, but there yeah. was uh like very very nice, very very solid tables uh, upon which were. Uh, I, I'd hope so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sort of stuff where it's like you visit some a friend's house and you see they have like this as their kitchen table, and they're like, if they ever ask me to move, help them move, I am definitely finding some excuse because there is no way in hell I am humping that table down even one flight of stairs let alone the two flights to get off to this apartment apartment but yeah so they have the big big chonky tables with like all the pixel sixes arranged on top of them uh very very helpful uh people who are there to like give you information mm-hmm. and if you want to buy something they can just whip out something from their host's holster and you can pay for it tap to pay for it right there i did it was my first chance at a hands-on with the pixel six so and there was one weird thing about that where Mm. um so i did take a again i realized that i'm already like a thousand dollars into this it's been bought it's my card has been charged i know that it's supposed to be arriving on monday like the the, right as soon as i come back so it's done and dusted so i'm kind of curious as to very pleased that holding it in my hand it didn't feel like a giant phone felt like a very premium product um that that was fine i couldn't resist taking a selfie and like ooh. It just looked really weird. Like it looked grainy, and it looked like it was super overprocessed and like super over HDR effect. Where, like the the light the lighting in the Google Store was very very nice, as you can imagine. And you can imagine that you could take a really nice self portrait there. But it's like the the processing on the phone that I had in my hand during that uh, from the demo stand, like. Killed all the shadows and the colors were a little bit off. I actually, like I actually slacked a, a copy of it to you because I did. I, okay. I did use I did use the nearby sharing feature, which had not been disabled off of any of these phones to get it off that phone and on my own like Pixel Four A, and I didn't I didn't actually tweet that out or Instagram it because I didn't oh, want any. Oh,
1: yeah. I see the selfie you mean. Sorry to interrupt. Yep, yep. I see the one you mean. Okay, it was this one with the little chandelier. It looks like a chandelier behind you. Yeah. Okay. It does look very processed. Yeah. Correct. And the highlights look like they've really been messed with.
0: Yeah. And I'm seeing I'm, like, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a black shirt and mm-hmm. like a, a black work shirt. Does and not
1: look black. It looks like a faded black.
0: Exactly. It's like a, it's, and it doesn't, and it is an old shirt, but it doesn't look like that. I'm wearing a black face mask and it does look like a light gray i'm wearing my hat and there's not a trace of like it wanted to obliterate all the shadow from underneath there It actually it looks nicer here on my mac screen than it did on the pixel 6 pro screen probably because the 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 pixel 6 pro has an awesome screen i'll talk about that in a couple of weeks but okay so i um i didn't uh, i didn't tweet it out i didn't want to publish it because a lot there could be a lot of reasons why this picture from a demo unit looked weird because maybe it had pre-release software and pre-release firmware on it they they certainly you know shipped it out before uh, shipped it out to the stores before they shipped it out to people uh, maybe people had been screwing around with the settings so it was set to do things that it wouldn't do out of the box which is, which That's are very all...
1: diplomatic of you, by the way.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you know what? I mean, you're, you've, you've been in this position too, where I don't want to say, I don't want to look like a jerk. Say, Oh, you don't want to
1: jump. Yeah. I,
0: I don't, you don't want to you don't have someone to point out something really, really obvious to you. Like, well, maybe it was actually running pre-release firmware. I didn't get the final update. Like, Oh, you're right. That's possible. I shouldn't have now spent 800 words complaining. I shouldn't have canceled my order mm-hmm. now that I can't get another one until February Um, but I will say that even if those things were true, that would be odd in the fact that at an Apple store, they would make sure that, Oh, by the way, here's an alert to all Apple store managers. We're pushing out a brand new, the final version of the firmware for the new iPhone, make sure that every single phone that's on every single display is running the current firmware. And also they would probably, this was kind of early in the morning that they opened at 10. I think I was there at 11. It would have been. I would think that part of the protocol is to occasionally, if not, if you're not doing anything, double check to make sure the displays are like reset to zero, or make sure the software, the the demo software that runs it, automatically like resets things to zero, uh, uh again and again. But so that wasn't a bad experience, but that was like an odd experience. But o- overall, it was uh, the, there's also a help area that didn't seem to be very very busy. This is mm-hmm. complete contrast to Apple the Apple stores where They they keep talking about help area that's not busy yeah okay so so we can only conclude that because Hmm. uh, Apple stores Genius bars are always crammed like half the store filled with people waiting that must mean that Google phones are much more reliable and break down a lot less than Apple phones. Anyone buying that? No, no, no. Uh,
1: (laughs) It's because there's only one little tiny store that they just recently opened. Because if you want to get anything fixed from Google, you have to go through their third party affiliate
0: damn I was, I was I was hoping that could be a point of pride uh,
1: i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry to burst the bubble uh, dang it
0: well well, I, I, in, in my heart i knew i was saying something that was foolish thank you for bringing me down to earth i i, 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 I needed that um but there were a couple of uh c- a couple of cool things that i i thought were actually better than the apple store they have uh okay. first of all they have a they had a couple of like glass enclosed rooms that had I don't know if you'd call them experiences, but whatever it is that they want to make a more quiet, focused presentation to you about. So they had like a, a, a almost like a living room set that was set up to demonstrate here's what Google Nest home devices can do to enhance your lifestyle mm-hmm. and your quality of whatever. Uh, there was another room that was like, here's like almost like a museum exhibit about everything that's gone into the new cameras and the Pixel phone. So I assume that they keep rotating these things from time to time. I don't, the, the drawback is that I, f- I think that there was like a sliding glass door for getting in there and there was somebody like another like human being not employee in there. I couldn't figure out how to open the door and get in there. So I didn't actually try or ask. I didn't know if you, I it suddenly occurred to me that maybe sounds like, like
1: a user experience issue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's definitely.
0: That's definitely a weak interface. It, it I, I gave up only because I thought that, Oh, maybe it's the sort of thing where like the employees have like a special, like magnetic, like sensor that will unhook the door to if some, if you ask, they'll let you in, or if you want to show something, someone, something that comes in there. Um, they, they had these, they also had these cool displays that for, uh, Three different Google Nest devices. They had uh, they were in shadow boxes, but the shadow boxes were fronted by a sheet of glass that was actually uh, a colored color screen, so it was completely translucent. Yeah. So you're looking just at this alum- interior illuminated box with like the Google Home Nest thermostat. And then suddenly like you see like Google nest appear like on the glass in front of you and they and there's an animation of like leaves like dropping down and filling the box because ooh now it's now it's autumn and now you've got to turn the thermostat up and I was, that's was, really cute it really was it was like I had to shoot some video of it because I was I was like the tourist like oh look and the other one is and the the doorbell is like they're saying oh and when you can see when packages arrive and now like all these boxes are now floating around here's the one with, like a camera with puzzle it, it was cool it was it was really really cool uh the the cooler piece though and this is this is something that i really wish that that apple would steal i don't think they would give up the 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 the, 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 the square footage of the floor to do this but so they have <laughs> what looked like i the only way i can put it is like a smaller version of like the teleporter pads on star trek okay like the, the transporter room where you it's like this circular little area that's surrounded like on like uh, maybe 270 degrees by like vertical like glass tubes that go all the way to the ceiling okay. and there there are screens that are that wrote, that fill the interior of it and i guess that's a demo area for whatever cool artificial intelligence technology or whatever not even necessarily a product but maybe some software that google has for search or whatever to give you an interactive experience and while i was there they had an interactive version of uh, the their artificial intelligence uh, blob opera project
1: yeah, oh, that's that, right. Where like you drag <laughs> these on that. the screen. We're
0: Right. And they, they, the other blobs like automatically harmonize. So they set it up so that, <laughs> so that it's all uh, uh, motion capture or it's a motion tr- uh, motion tracking. So you could like control the voices by like raising your arms up and down or leaning side to side. So Andy's
1: and, going woo. He's waving around like a little used car lot. Uh, a wavy hand like thingy. I would
0: like to say compare myself to an energetic uh, conductor. Of a, okay. of a core That's, group. I sorry, say.
1: in the spirit of the Met. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but I will. But but I I have to. I, I will have to leave the best for last. Now, this wasn't a direct comparison between the Apple Store and the Google Store. They're completely right. different things. Completely different things. I Two different I think companies. that it, in the end, I think the Google Store is a little bit like. It's in the it's in the first ground floor of Google's New York City headquarters. They have the space anyway. Right. It's like a good place to sort of fly the flag, and also being right across the street from Chelsea Market, it's like, hey, maybe some tourists will drop by. We'll get some. We'll right. be, be able to fly the flag a little bit. Okay, so again, two totally different reasons. However, Google wins for a simple reason: they were giving out cookies. Cookies flow. It was what it kind was of cookies? A- Awesome cookies. It was October. Chocolate 30th. chip
1: oatmeal. Short, they have nuts. Big,
0: big, freshly baked shortbread cookies that were decorated with icing. Freshly baked. In yes, I mean they they were not like hey the, we've got boxes of boxes of things that we got like in August and we're we have to give these out until they go. They had they had custom Halloween cookies made with like they had one that was like a uh, the Google logo only like a ghost was coming out of one of the central O's and it said Boogle and they. Had, and a big candy corn that was painted with the Google colors. And, and again, I, I I don't want you, I don't want anybody to think these are chintzy little like out of the box cookies. I'm talking about like they're the size of my hand. They were that big, okay. And I mean, I'm a
1: little jealous because free free cookies, free treats. I on, mean, on the
0: and on the on the back. Well, they're they commissioned, especially because on the back there's like a sticker of like the, the bakery that made them and decorated oh, them. Oh, okay. And so these were these were like they cat uh they and they were basically just here's a big tray and i think they were expecting like kids in their they did have some kids uh, in, in in halloween costumes coming out coming in trick-or-treating but also here's how here's how they go from like a 9 to an 11 i could have absolutely accepted if it was like oh well we put out the word that kids can come trick-or-treat at the store like on saturday and sunday we'll have it's really just for the kids i said oh no absolutely no we got to make sure we have new treats for the kids but when i asked them oh is that just for the kids or for everybody i like oh no absolutely take some and i'm like god bless you <laughs> i mean <laughs> i rarely go into places and they say hey andy would you like a free cookie a really good one I just, you know, after after a year and a and, half of like isolation hmm. and also largely doubting and, and, and that the incident with the woman with the take, shooting video during during the mm-hmm. the, during the opera a lot of like uh, it tested my faith in humanity, but all that was required to restore it was a nice person who worked for Google in a little costume of their own that they did not have to they were not required to put on saying, "Andy, we have wonderful, expensive, tasty, delightful cookies." And it would make us happy to give you one. I've never had that experience at an Apple store. Never. Mm-hmm. Not
1: once. And that's why you didn't get tacos.
0: To make room for the cookies. God God has exactly. a plan. You know? See? See? Very good.
1: <laughs> it all comes around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. And after that, we're going to talk about Google trying to get back into the Pentagon's good graces. Back after this.
1: This episode of material is brought to you by pictorial from Real FM. If you like the show, there's a good chance you'll like pictorial because we all love art in some form or another learning the history behind the most influential art or the art behind video games. Doesn't just belong in expensive classrooms or museums. So join hosts, Quinn Rose and Betty Chen, as they talk about the most interesting parts of art history Neither of them went to art school, and they're breaking down the elitism surrounding beautiful art stories by sharing what they're learning about art every other Tuesday. Quinn is a podcast producer who's passionate about recognizing the artistry of both low and high art. And Betty is a building design manager who's also spent years guiding tours at the Art Gallery of Ontario. If you're interested in learning more about art with them, why not start it with episode 26 on flag design in North America? or maybe episode 15 on the most famous stolen artifacts in the British Museum. Pictorial also recently did a series on religious art, including Christian art, Jewish art, as well as Hindu art. You can find Pictorial to listen and learn yourself at relay.fm slash pictorial or search for Pictorial wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Well, Corporal Klinger of the beloved late TV series MASH spent most of his time trying to get out of the army, and yet Google is spending all of its time and effort trying to get back into the army. They are trying to get <laughs> – kissing up to the Pentagon trying to get a hold of That's a $10 way to put billion – <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, I, I I will admit that one the, of the last things I saw before starting the show was there is a photo that's making the rounds of social media of they took like the this famous cast photo of like the cast of Mash only they used like de aging like software oh, to make them look oh like God. what they would look okay. like as kids and so okay. I was thinking about I love I love the show I still do but I haven't seen it in, or thought about it in years so now it's Mash is very much on my mind so when I was trying to figure out how do I introduce the story suddenly I thought about Klinger
1: <laughs> No that was great I just anyway um, uh. it was that was great Andy <laughs> It was
0: uh it was also at least 8% relevant which is what i go for so these days mm-hmm. again we're we way same back thing. to the teens uh but okay so the actual story is that so you might remember that uh google the last time we talked we had stories about google's relationship with the military was in 2018 when mm-hmm. there was a lot of blowback between mm-hmm. google employees and management about uh, their involvement in something called project maven so that turned out that google was uh, providing AI software and image recognition services to the military for use in their drone program, and this got a lot of employees really, really set upset. Particularly AI researchers who were like, "Hey, look, you know, we are here to do really great, cutting-edge research and ways that AI can help people, such as in medicine and other things. We are not, we're not working, we're not doing this work so that you can take." all of our advances and figure out ways for drones to target individuals and Google had to say well no that's not exactly what's being used for and there was a lot of a lot of uh, back and forth and so uh, Google decided that okay well you know what we're not going to renew this contract it's up for renewal soon we're not going to renew it also as part of that debate and discussion Google adopted a new set of uh, AI uh, ethical protocols, ethical uh, steps they right. had to take. That and part of it, uh, and part of it was that, hey, we're not going to do, we're not going to use our artificial intelligence proje- projects for uh, 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 offensive military use mm-hmm. or surveillance use, and that was like an actual agreement. So. There is a New York Times report this week. Actually, was published <laughs> so, today. So,
1: speaking of a New York <laughs> <Exactly>. Times report, <laughs> yeah.
0: So let's see, so let's see if they if they're sticking with that. So, uh, the New York Times is saying that uh, Google is preparing to bid for a massive Pentagon cloud services contract worth ten billion dollars over ten years. Uh, to back this up, the report says that uh, Google's head of cloud services met with the Air Force chief of staff and other uh, senior officials on Tuesday. Uh, moreover, uh, that Google is so serious about going after this contract that they've declared it uh, a code yellow. Uh, I've I'm used to I'm used to in a lot of vernaculars a code brown, which has another sort of meaning, meaning something has happened that's so scary that color brown so that made me think about what a code yellow could mean but basically inside google it means that google is it's this thing is so important and such a rush to get take advantage of this that google is uh, allowing themselves to pull engineers off of other assignments to focus on preparing this bid so are they reneging on what they promised employees in 2018 maybe maybe not it's a th-
1: reneging or things have just changed yeah. since then because that's the other thing it's been three years situations have changed yeah. management has changed some people got fired <laughs> <laughs> um some, some people left you know what i mean no, no, we, no, we they, don't really they, quite know what happened internally that they said, didn't get fired you know, they, they, they,
0: uh, google sadly except and was surprised to be offered their resignation, resignation and sadly mm-hmm accepted the okay blah 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 Hmm. Uh, yeah Yeah. and 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 also there's uh, as always with any
1: yellow by the way an emergency code yellow i'm just flabbergasted by that is it an emergency to to i mean
0: code red would mean it's like uh, it's Okay, again, it, it, there's a corporate culture that we are outsiders in. That
1: Right, but it's just the code yellow designation of importance. It's just, it's so capitalist. Yeah, true. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we'll also, we're, we're, I think that's what it is. It's.
0: We were we were that close to having an algorithmic method of of detecting uh, t- detecting diabetes and treating diabetes. We're pulling everybody off that project at once to make sure that they can they can provide cloud services to the Pentagon or to be able to prove I mean, what they need to prove. I don't. That's what I it sounds know. like. <laughs> exactly. It's it's a bad it's a bad look. I agree with you. It's a, it's kind of potentially a bad look. Um, one thing that is, however, it's not what they're bidding on. It's not like Project Maven. Uh, it's not like specifically. Oh, so you're taking our AI software and putting them in drones. Do tell me more, right. boss person. Uh, it's a, actually a general services contract for computing services. A while ago, the Pentagon realized that okay, we do not we are we do not have the ability to develop our own cloud computing platform. Perhaps we should just buy services from Amazon or Microsoft or whoever. We'll just have them put in some bids. We'll tell them what our requirements are and see what they can do for us in fact, this was uh, uh this was a going th- th- this project was out to bid in 2018 while a lot of this original kerfuffle was going on and Google outwardly seemed to say oh when we're we're so committed to making our employees happy that we're withdrawing from bids on this project when actually it tr- actually it looks like they were not capable of <laughs> fulfilling the contract they didn't they they couldn't make meet the uh the minimum terms necessary to put in a bid for it anyway hmm. uh funny story that micro that, that contract went to microsoft and then jeff bezos sued for a do-over and successfully on the basis that this was the uh, it was the contract was awarded during the trump administration and uh, amazon was able to say trump is a petty vindictive jerk who as president had such a bone to pick with amazon for owning the washington post and writing mean things about him, that there's no way that he would have allowed Amazon to get this get this contract, and it turned out that they won, and so they that's why they're doing this all over again. So, but so now that this is up for grabs, Google is now trying to see if they can get it. It is it is an itchy sort of debate because on the one hand, Google is absolutely guilty of uh being really two faced about ethics when it comes to their employees and we're not going to go into the a to z about it i'm going to focus on one particular element where they're doing that really patronizing they, they do this really patronizing thing that's very common with tech companies which is to our employees we've listened we hear you your concerns are very important to us and we don't want to do anything as a company that would make you feel as though you're not doing good work or that your work is being exploited. So we promise to you that we have taken the following steps. We're opening brand new channels through which your concerns can be funneled not to a random inbox but directly to the senior executive responsibility we're going to have ethics boards that establish exactly and then and (laughs) and but meanwhile like oh uh yeah (laughs) meanwhile when someone says oh well that's great because i have a big problem with this new thing that you're this, this new bid that you're putting in and it goes nowhere they they you have the ethics board that will conclude that you know what uh, we we our internal people and people outside of google on this committee have all concluded that this would be a horrible horrible ethical nightmare for google and you should have no part with part of this say so, thank you for your report thank you for your wonderful thoughtful work and then just completely ignore it it has no nothing to do with it so mm-hmm. there there is that on the other hand i have to admit that part of me is saying God, do you, do, does a company, this is a huge company, do they, do they have to get permission from all their employees before they seek to work? That's what I'm thinking. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't, it's, and this is uh, from, I I was familiar with this, uh, with this uh, contract before this part of the news story came out. It really does seem like we just want someone to, we just need uh, uh, cloud computing services. We will have our own. Uh, military people, engineers, we will have our own contractors who are building the tools and the software and the death bringing apps that we need on that platform as your job is just to give us the cloud computing services that we need. So uh, on the, on the one hand, I'm always suspicious of all of these companies and how they react. However, uh, I'd have to know more before I know that they were going back on an earlier promise. It does seem as though they're saying we're we're willing to we're willing to sell you paper. What you do with that paper is completely up to you. It might be writing in- invites to to somebody's birthday party. It could be, you know, a letter about how you're a jerk and we hate you and we absolutely hate you and we want you gone and you're a jerk face. And that's not their responsibility. <sighs>
1: I, yeah, but I, I do see how this is something that it's not going to – it's not going to sit with the employees who want to see some systemic change right. because at the core of it, Google and other Silicon Valley companies who, let's say, work with military contracts – I mean, the military at its core – I have to – I want to tread lightly around this because I you know recognize that the military – Is a huge employer in the United States. It's a big, it's a big, it's a giant machine in the United States. And, um, but, and that's all to say that at its core, it was built, it, violence (laughs) comes as a result of it. Let's just say (laughs) the things that are built tend to be used for violence. It's where we get a lot of this technology, fast flying planes and you know drones that can do all of this amazing cinematography. It all stems from what was the original use for this. So that's all to say that it's uh it's it's just yeah. It's just very
0: complicated because when you when you're talking about a military contract, particularly one that's very very broad, yes, you ca- you are talking about maybe they will use these uh, uh, cloud computing resources to create better better AIs for targeting people for their deathbringer hardware. However, it's also about well, how do we route uh, our troops away from danger? Sometimes it's just that we need to get uh, we need to get these people paid. Their monthly pay needs to come from point A to point B. A lot of yeah, logistics that's stuff. the other so thing. It, so it re- really, it really is like you're. Uh, we're selling you a laptop with an empty hard drive. You're going to use that laptop for whatever you need a laptop for, and some of it is certainly going to be stuff that you wouldn't approve of if you helped to make that laptop. A lot of it, maybe most of it, is going to be people just need laptops and they're going to use it for lots and lots of different things. Some of which are helpful, and some of which are. Some which you would approve of, some which you don't. But as the as someone who helped design that laptop, maybe you don't get to say, here is what I will only allow you to sell these to people who work for uh, relief agencies. So it's complicated.
1: <sighs> it exactly. And and that's why I'm offering those illustrations just yeah. to explain that it is complicated and um and also a very touchy subject <laughs> <laughs> also
0: a very touchy subject well we'll, mm-hmm. we'll move on to uh, an actual related uh, again sometimes things are so coincidental that uh, you do you, you do at least speculate about the intervention of a divine hand so <laughs> mm. exactly the same time that this story was breaking we get a, a, a new story that's actually quite good for people who uh are pro uh anti uh, who, who, who think that pro large regulation for regulation who are uh <laughs> who who don't who, who who uh uh think that there should be some more uh control over the size scale and power of certain companies yes and who also like a certain piece <laughs> schadenfreude let's say or again a little it's, the, the symmetry of certain things let me get to it so it turns out that uh uh, one of the we talked about the two thousand eighteen uh, kerfuffle to put it minim uh, minimally about uh, employees of Google uh, taking action against uh, against google 's uh, senior management uh, One of the major organizers of these protests was uh, Meredith Whitaker who was who was and is a, a very very important AI researcher and uh, AI ethics researcher and uh, an academic. And uh, she was one of the organizers of those protests when the – one of the organizers who uh, who uh, organized the worldwide mass walkout uh, that was maybe the crescendo of these things, protests that were not only about Google providing those AI services to the military but also the sham of its internal ethics reviews, the company's poor internal responses to uh, – poor uh, internal responses to accusations of workplace harassment all this sort of stuff and uh, the coda to that story was that of course google didn't fire her now that's just a lie google didn't google welcomes debate and blah 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 uh, but uh, uh, meredith uh, whitaker was saying that uh, google retaliated against her and most of the other senior uh, organizers almost immediately uh, demoting her and ordering her to abandon her work on AI ethics. Mm-hmm. She'd also founded uh, a really interesting institution uh, associated with NYU called the AI Now Institute. They are also insisting mm-hmm. that she sever her relationship with that institute, uh, which again, she co-founded. Uh, so of course she had to leave the company after 12 years Continued her work in ethical AI at the AI Now Institute. Uh, she's also a research professor at NYU. So that's background. So that's the we've 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 taken the cake out of the oven. Now we're gonna put the decoration, the icing on the cake. She confirmed on Twitter today that she would be joining the Federal Trade Commission as a senior advisor on artificial intelligence. Uh, she's going to be working full-time for the uh, new FTC Commissioner Linda Khan, Sorry, Lena Kahn, who has been to uh, boy if if you again if you would like to see huge tech companies worth trillions of dollars who you perceive as having way too much power with way too little oversight if you would like that thing to and if you think that they're doing <sighs> some good but a lot of damage uh, because of their size and their lack of responsibility for what they do to the market and to individual people you're going to like you're going to like Lena Khan cuz her her entire thing uh she's a, is has been uh all about Uh, antitrust and antitrust theory she has she been uh she is really beautiful to see what she has written both before she ascended to the chair of the ftc and since Mm -hmm. uh, june when she was finally confirmed uh she uh, as as her work as an academic as a doctor jurisprudence she Mm -hmm. published a very very intriguing and uh, influential academic paper basically saying that the entire legal framework of antitrust is hopelessly out of date and ineffective because it's all about well what what is what is happening to the prices that consumers are, are paying for things and if it's not if and a company can do whatever they want as so long as it doesn't mean that people are paying more money than they should for a loaf of bread and she's making the case that Control wow. that a company like Amazon has over a platform means that it what they're doing, it won't necessarily affect prices, but it will mean that they are crushing other businesses without mm-hmm. any limitations mm-hmm. uh, under current antitrust, and which is getting a lot of people talking. As a matter of fact, uh, it was uh, – her comments and her publishing about this were so strong that uh, Amazon and Facebook both – insisted that she has to recuse herself from any investigations involving the two companies because, well, she's clearly prejudiced. Look, she wrote this mean-spirited academic paper against us, uh, but she's, boy, has she been doing some incredible For work. For Yale
1: yeah. Law School. Exactly. <laughs> come on. I mean, uh, she knows she's, come on. Well, it's, By the this, way, she's younger than me. Yeah, if yeah you no, ever she's 31, to feel, 32. 32. She's 32. Yeah. She's like, oh, wow. Wow well and, and they're also,
0: and they're also they see typically they're also a lot of industry groups are also saying oh well look she's inexperienced and she doesn't have the experience she doesn't know what she's talking about the I'm uh,
1: impressed I'm sitting here feeling like I haven't done enough yeah, with my no, life like exactly. oh my goodness.
0: exactly again every every single bit of uh news ab- about her her work since her undergrad days has been about the most in-depth thoughtful and innovative thinking about the effect that weak antitrust laws have on our society. Yep. She has there's a uh, I don't think I put a link to it in the show notes I should because you really should uh, you, you really should read it. Uh, she uh, in September she shared a, she wrote a letter to the entire FTC staff. About After spending two or three months with her immediate staff, after she was confirmed, looking at the situation in the FTC, what they were doing right, what they were doing ineffectively, basically outlining here's what we're all about, here's what we should be doing. And she – right at the top she says, and I'm quoting here, we need to take a holistic approach to identifying harms, recognizing that antitrust and consumer protection violations harm workers and independent businesses as well mm. as consumers. And it uh, much of this letter mm. is all about how – this is not all about making sure that a, a billion-dollar company can't abuse its power and become a trillion-dollar company. It is partly about that, but it's also about how this leads to problems with labor. This leads to problems with finance. Mm-hmm. This leads to – real harm for actual people uh i think it was just last week there's another thing that's not actually in the show notes but i but i just recall uh just simple things like the ftc saying by the way all of these like digital services that are based on subscription they are violating current ftc regulations for fairness by making it easy to sign up and almost impossible to discontinue these online subscriptions so that uh, you you might have signed up for uh, a digital access to a newspaper for like 99 cents uh, a month for the first eight months. But then like it skyrockets to like $180 a month or whatever. Uh, and whereas you can sign up for this deal by clicking one button that's presented to you when you visit the the actual newspaper, if you try to figure out, well, how do I say, no, I don't want to pay $30 a month for the blah, blah, blah anymore. You get run around through so many hoops that it's almost bravery courage hatred and determination can you actually uh, discontinue your subscription to these things that's the how fact they that, do it that's
1: yeah. how they get you yeah
0: the fact that the ftc under under her tutelage the ftc is going after things that are this consumer specific as well as something as broad as as Uh, Amazon, not wanting her to have anything to do with any investigation that has anything to do with that company, says that, oh my goodness, I hope that, I don't don't know how long she's going to be the commissioner of the the FTC, but I hope it's a long, long, long tenure because she definitely looks like something that the FTC has desperately needed, and not not just through the Trump administration, but through the Obama administration as well.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time for some change. This ain't the '90s anymore, folks. Yeah.
0: Again, look look at your watch. If there is not a, if there is not a olive, not a not a neon orange swatch on there, probably means it's no longer the '90s. That if mm-hmm. if Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam is not on your radio, and you are listening to a radio, again, two more signs. It's not the '90s, and it's time to move onward. Well, we have one last piece of news, and it's probably the uh, m- m- some of the most interesting news of the entire show. Flo has a brand new podcast on Gizmodo, and it's really I cool. I just listened to the first episode like about a couple hours before the show today. It's really, really cool.
1: Thanks, Andy. Yeah, we have a new podcast. It's called Gadgets, and it's hosted by me and my senior consumer tech editor, Caitlin McCary, and it's basically it's a consumer tech podcast. So every, you know, you've got a new device, you want to know about MacBook is worth the money. Caitlin's reviewed it. If you want to know about the new Android and smart home devices, I've probably reviewed it. Uh, We talk about some of the big stories on the site. We have other reporters from staff come on the show, talk about their big stories from the week. And so it's just an opportunity for something a little different. Uh, And the nice thing is, is that you'll hear actual women on the podcast. Yes. So <laughs> um, It's not just a bunch of dudes talking over each other about gadgets. And for that, we are very excited. Um, our tagline is that we're here to women's plane technology just to kind of, you know, take back that, that in part, take it, take it for ourselves and run with it. Uh, but we promise we're not super splainy and we do our best to not make everything super jargony. We just try to use the terminology that people understand
0: yeah it's, it's terrific and i don't it's it's certainly not just for women either because you you folks had a conversation about the aura ring that i mm-hmm. had really never thought of before that uh, of feature, features that certainly don't apply to me but apply to uh, slightly more than 50% of the population of the planet uh, and the fact that the the, the fact that you guys uh, you guys for heaven i i i I talked about i I mentioned this on twitter like last week that is the one gendered collective noun that is just not going out without a fight even though i'm trying to banish it it's just so i know but then i saw a rant
1: this morning about how we should stop using y'all as well (laughs) yes I'm just, I'm confused. But yes, I understand yeah. what you meant by you guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Me and Caitlin and the crew. It, it,
0: it, was, it was it was, just a particularly bad place to use a gender, a male gender group collective now. I'm That's, okay. About.
1: <laughs> That's okay. That's um, okay. I think the important thing to know about gadgets, and I said this last week to Caitlin, and I said it to a couple other folks as well. Honestly, tech, it walked so that gadgets could run. So just kind of think about it from that perspective. The podcast that I tried launching <laughs> when I got <laughs> pregnant, I launched it for three episodes. But then uh, I had a child and that took precedence over absolutely everything. And I had to just shift focus in life and reprioritize the projects that I could focus on. And maybe someday, honestly, tech will come back into the fold. But for now, it's just a, an RSS feed. That just exists and get jets is where I'm hoping to get some of that that creative tick in me that I've been really trying to just give it an outlet. I'm hoping to, you know, have some of that come through on that podcast. So please check us out. Uh we have a vanity URL on Pocket Casts, <laughs> <laughs> which Thank you, Russell. Um, It helps (laughs) having, you know, (laughs) him as a former co-host here at Material Podcast. Um, And uh, we are on iTunes, which, uh, you know, if you listen there, we'd really appreciate a review. If you're listening even to Material, we'd appreciate a review there as well. And uh, podcasting is just, it's such a medium, isn't it, Andy? I was thinking about it. You and I, we both do a lot of podcasts while we're not here with each other. (laughs) So. And,
0: and also when we're here with each other.
1: Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> well, I yeah. just meant, you know, no, no, besides no, but... the the time that we have allotted for each other here exactly. every week for Material Podcast, you and I, um, I feel like we have these very similar sort of parallels right. in our work, which is these podcasts and these this radio time where we get to really like work out the stuff that we are also writing about. Yes.
0: No, absolutely. It's a nice correct. synergy. Yeah. And uh, and like I said, I I really did like the vibe of that show. It was thank you. They're they're, they're not the the problem that I have with new podcasts is that they're they're well done. They're earnest. The people who do them care a lot about them. Sometimes though, it's like I feel as though there are nine other podcasts that I know of that are not dissimilar to this. And if I weren't already listening to two of them, I would have I would make room for this. Tenth one, I feel that. But whereas this is no, this are this th- this these are voices, points of view, even just a way that the conversation flows between all of you that I'm not used to hearing, and I really enjoyed it.
1: I really appreciate you saying that, Andy. That that means a lot. That's that's why we want this to exist. Yeah. That's like a real core of it. So if you're looking for another perspective in tech that you maybe haven't thought of before, I would say gadgets is the one to come on. Um, but I, I do warn you that I, I do manage to somehow always bring up my little pop culture. You know, <laughs> I just, I can't help it. It's you did.
0: You, you did work in a Sabrina reference. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> Which I'm like, all I'm right, that. <laughs> this is that, that that is the flow that I know in life. Because
1: what do I do all day? All <laughs> I do is just tech, and then I am off work, and I'm with my family, and they let me run rampant with all of my stories. So this is what happens. Thank you, everyone, for still being here after all this time.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, again, that's so uh, – <laughs> so, again, go to uh, – what's what's the best place to go, Pocket Cast, for the, for the URL? Or go to to our show notes. We've got the show Um, notes as
1: well. You know what? Just type us in, gadgets, G-A-D-G-E-T-T-E-S, into your podcast, Catcher of Choice, and you should find (laughs) us. We are populated everywhere. We have an RSS feed.
0: (laughs) Uh, RSS feeds. Where where would we be without them, even when we don't know that they exist? Well,
1: we'd probably be crying less, but... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I had to I, – I used to – before WordPress came along, I had – I was writing – I was blogging with my own, like, content management system that I'd written myself, and when RSS became a thing and I had to start supporting it, it's like, oh, so these are the 800 rules, and it will work if all of these 800 rules are met – except for the times where it won't work even if you do meet each of these mm-hmm. 800 rules. Mm-hmm. So yes, there is there is a shared pain involved there that I think we're all accessing <laughs> at the same time. Uh,
1: Andy, what about you? Are you doing radio this week?
0: Yes, I'm on uh, Boston NPR, WGBH, on Friday at noon this week. And I'll be talking about a couple of... See, this is, you're, you're, you're right on the money there where a lot of times uh, uh, I'm definitely going to be talking about the, the story about the FTC but it's hard to know it's it's nice to have like a conversation about it with someone that exactly. like I know and respect and Sometimes it gets me f- more focused on this when I'm gonna be speaking for maybe a hot five or six minutes about it. Uh, so definitely talk about that along with a couple other things there's there's so many heavy stories this week. i I started on the rough draft of the, the of the show plan like earlier this afternoon, and it's like, you know what? I wasn't planning on talking about the pixel six, but there are a lot of really, really, really heavy things that I've got in the docket this week, and I think that I'd like to end it by talking about hey wow it's cool like if you take a picture of your kid and the kid it's really really beautiful but you forgot that he's got this big spaghetti sauce saying stain on on his jumper you can just circle it and it will just simply disappear like magic or if there's again a dog taking a dump in the background of the park <laughs> where you t- took your engagement <laughs> yeah, it photo laughed, but <laughs> again it, it, it kind of takes the sting <laughs> off the oh by the way many things are horrible uh and a lot of people who are billionaires might become trillionaires sooner than you would like but hey let's also talk about (laughs) let's also talk about the magic eraser which i've been using for three or four days and it's really really cool (laughs) so just go to wgbhnews.org to listen to it live or later on they usually have it available for streaming uh three or four hours after the show airs maybe uh, that evening and they usually even just like break out my own like high tech heidiho ho into its separate little stream. So you can go directly there if you want to go there. Oy. So I think that's going to do it for us. Is that going to do it for us?
1: That's going to do it for us. I think that's
0: going to do it for us. It's been, it's been a, it's been a week and it's not even a full week yet. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> thank you everybody for listening to us. Go to, uh, remember you can always go to relay.fm slash material uh, for the links. We've been uh, to things we've been talking about uh, opportunities to send us email, to get in touch with us and also to become a member of relay.fm get access to special content from us and all other relay.fm hosts and give us a little bit extra money which is very 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 kind but that will do it for us thank you so much for listening to us this time we hope you listen to us again next time until then have a happy healthy and safe seven days everybody
1: bye